0: Accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm gonna say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners, because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babble.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babble.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Listen!
1: Welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat, IGN's weekly Nintendo show. I'm your host, Zach Ryan, and I'm joined today by four folks who are definitely on my friends list. Per Schneider. Hello, Zach. Tom Marks. Hello. It's been a while, Tom. How you been? Has been.
2: It's been going to be good. Good. And Casey DeVridis. Hello. Casey, Hi, what's Tom. up? Hi. Hey, Zach.
1: Hi. Hi, Brian. Hi. Hi, everyone. Where's Brian? Brian's in, um, New Jersey with, uh, he took Babby over there to show ah, his family. Yeah. Nice. Babby's about the age where you take him over there yeah, and show him, show showing Babby where <laughs> Brian was originally formed. That's right. That's right. Um, so Brian won't be with us today except. For in our hearts, a uh, lot of lot of stuff that we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about some sales uh, numbers from uh, Nintendo Exciting. News. I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah I had sales. this conversation with you yesterday a little bit, but I was like, uh, I'm tired of talking about sales on this show. But uh, when when the news is this big and when it's this good, I feel like there's probably good of news, room, right? Pl- pl- plenty of room to have those yeah. kinds of conversations. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, we got some news about some new tournaments that are coming along, <laughs> um, and then of course uh, we had that weird non-direct this morning out of uh an an, indirect yeah nintendo indirect as a matter of fact yeah that's what we're going to call it the indirect (laughs) Mm -hmm. um so why don't we go ahead and get started well hang on i'm going a little fast because before we get started i want to ask everybody how they're doing what's what's new in your life
3: (sighs) how are your two dogs (laughs) doing fine the rain has stopped which means they no longer threaten to pee and poop in the house good that's good that's good good news tom anybody peeing and
2: pooping in your house uh no one that shouldn't be great okay I, I guess that you know answer. off yeah, yeah that i know of no mm-hmm. no we're good that's we good got, well, my straps put up and nothing came back so you know that's great nice Casey, what about what about you
4: uh the heavy rains have brought flooding into my house uh, but just enough for it to be slightly annoying but not enough to warrant leaving so everything's mm. just been uh, a <laughs> real moist yeah,
1: yeah. okay oh. congrats <laughs> gross word moving on uh first topic Sales uh, for the Switch are absolutely nuts, and I wanted to dive into that, but I didn't want to bury the lead. Let's let's get this out of the way right from the beginning. Um, these numbers come from MPD, uh, sort of their year in wrap-up, and uh, first and foremost, we're going to lead with this. For the first time since 2009, Nintendo is the highest software revenue-generating publisher of the year. That means ten years, wow. a the whole decade that Nintendo hasn't been in the number one spot. Yep. Now they come roaring back. So back to the Wii age. That's right.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's good for them. I mean, they took a chance by merging their console and handheld lines with a Switch and it's paying off now. That's mm-hmm. great. That's yeah,
2: especially an impressive in a, a year that we've kind of been like, ah, oh, you know, 2018 was a little lighter for Nintendo first party yeah. stuff. And it's like, no, they're just, I mean, just I was killing excited. It.
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so it's, it's actually, I mean, it's, it's very rare that a, the the first year of a console's launch is the most successful year. Usually right. console business grows over time as the library right. grows and marketing goes up, you know, year 2, year 3 is often bigger than year 2 and so forth. And so, uh it it's good to see that that trend holds true for the Switch. It means that well, it is a vibrant platform that's growing, right?
1: Yeah, and to Tom's point, uh it's interesting that the Switch managed to do so in a year where they didn't have Right, a Zelda and a Mario, and you know their their major hitters weren't weren't well, with the exception of Smash, I suppose. Smash uh, is a pretty big hit. Smash yeah. and
3: Pokemon are pretty big. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but true. but they were loaded to the back end of the the year, and that's mm-hmm. you know December obviously was a very successful month for them.
4: I know plenty of people who went and bought a Switch just to play Smash. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like, so, oh yeah, so many. I know people who had. Got the switch at launch, played Zelda, and then immediately sold it and then went and rebought one just for Smash. Well
2: I'll then to its credit, yeah, Pokemon Pokemon hit harder than I thought it was going to. Mm-hmm. Like no no disrespect to Let's Go. I yeah. I just didn't expect that game to I was to light a fire under people. I was in the same
1: boat as you as, as sort of a reboot, remake a situation, I didn't, I didn't expect people
3: to glom onto it as much as they did. Yeah. So.
2: Which is cool yeah. to see that they did, because it was yeah. a really great game.
3: Yeah. So this is obviously MPD tracks data in the US, right? Mm-hmm. So it's based on US sales. In Japan, the Switch has also been doing pretty well. Mm-hmm. You know, with the, with the PlayStation, it's uh, consistently up there in the charts that all the new games are performing pretty well there. So it's looking pretty good.
4: I know, uh, like Tales of Vesperia had most sales from right. the Switch compared mm-hmm. to all the other consoles. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. yeah. I guess maybe because people with the Nintendo console hadn't ever had a console to play it on. Before.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've seen that a bunch now, especially with uh, indie games, games that were previously on mobile or, or like Steam platform, something like that, um, in that they'll come to the Switch and just sell just insane amounts mm-hmm. because people are just looking for new stuff to play. And I think Vesperia is in a really good spot because it's a a renowned JRPG that maybe not a ton of people had an opportunity to play and now it's available for the Switch so
2: Well yeah, also there's like a good. lot of I feel like the Tales Tales series has some latent Nintendo fans right mm-hmm. like cuz yeah, Symphonia, Symphonia was what I remember right. playing the was it was a Nintendo game yeah. right I mean not literally but it yeah, was yeah, I played yeah. it on GameCube mm-hmm.
1: I'm on the fence I had some real deliberation about um Tales because I've heard it's great I've I'm always in the mood for a JRPG but I don't ever have the time to commit to get to the end <laughs> yeah. and i had it in my cart in the e-shop where i was like hovering over the purchase button i was like i don't know if i should do it i've and done like, that with
3: civilization a couple of times yeah and in my cart i'm like <laughs> i already own this on pc do i really want it and then i decided against it
1: so so there we go nintendo nintendo number one publisher uh, let's give
3: them a polite golf clap
1: Excellent, excellent work. Um Super Smash Brothers Ultimate is the best-selling game of December 2018 and the fifth best-selling game overall of 2018, despite digital sales not currently being tracked by the NPD Whoa. group. Package software launch month dollars of sales of uh Super Smash Brothers Ultimate exceeded those of the previous best in franchise history, Super Smash Brothers Brawl by over 70%. Damn. So when you say that Smash is a pretty heavy hitter, there is a uh,
3: it's no hyperbole hit. there. It's a it's a big time deal uh, this this iteration. So That's pretty awesome. I mean it doesn't take much to take December Honestly, because December usually doesn't see the highest profile releases; those hit in November. Oh, you um, really just rain on our no, parade no, that, here, Pierre. But Pear. But, uh, but that doesn't mean that a game like Call of Duty or Red Dead Redemption, by the way, Red Dead Redemption Two, was the top selling game of, uh, of the of the year, which is mm-hmm. amazing. Like it unseated Coming Call in of at Duty the, at the very end of October. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, obviously those those games continue to sell into the into December. So you mm-hmm.
4: know, when I first read this, I smash. read. I assume they're talking about Super Smash for the Wii U. The fact that it sold 70% more than Brawl, yeah. which was on the Wii, yeah, it's right. insane. That's great.
1: Yeah, it's really wild. Um, speaking of Smash, Super Smash Ultimate sets a new launch month dollar sales record for a platform exclusive in video game history, exceeding the launch, uh, sorry, exceeding the launch month dollar sales of 2010's Halo Reach. Hmm. Yeah, big deal. Did-
2: Halo Reach held that? Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah, that's more surprising to me than Smash. Uh, you know what?
1: You know what held it before that? What? ODST. Actually, wait, no.
3: <laughs> no, no. But but but, but but wait a minute. But remember, <laughs> for again, like to put it into context, that's launch month dollars. So right, right at right, the right. start of a console's life cycle, the install base is small. So the first Halo is not going to sell as well in the launch mo- month as. You know, the one that comes out four years into the console's life cycle. So, yeah. I mean, that, I'm really curious to see what that means for the next Zelda or the next Mario game. Yeah. Will, will we see something that beats these numbers? Or is Smash just so universally big because it has all these characters from every franchise then? Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, also, that's the question of if we do get another, like, Zelda, they've, they don't really do mainline multiple mainline games on a system. Stop Super it. often. <laughs> Stop being mean. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe we'll see the 3DS stuff coming over, right? Like
3: well, there's... I I'd like to think that the Switch is like the N64, and we got our Ocarina of Time, and we're going to get our Majora's Mask. Next.
2: I hope so I, too. hope so. I hope so. I hope so too.
3: Yeah. Uh, and then we get Skyward Sword. whether you
1: want it or not? Also, I'd, I'd beg to differ because they did mainline entries, on, uh, multiple mainline entries on 64, on GameCube. On Wii. GameCube was a game, oh, Yeah, was well, the GameCube, the GameCube On DS. Yeah. And...
2: Was the okay, okay, so... Uh, Twilight
1: Prince Or uh, Skyward Sword and Twilight, uh, Twilight Princess. Twilight Princess.
2: So like That's the The ones I'm not counting Are the ones that are like cube. Right that's what I'm saying On so, so both platforms so The ones that are For both Both I'm like yeah. eh, it's
1: I It's cheating It's cheating But like Breath of the Wild Wasn't You're right. Platform. I'd like You're to right introduce to do yeah. I'd like to introduce A new segment to the show Called Zach is right
2: it's, uh, <laughs>
1: uh, Moving on
2: do that. <laughs> that segment
1: every I, week. Good jingle. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Nintendo Switch ends 2018 as the year's best-selling hardware platform in both units and dollars. Annual unit and dollar sales of Nintendo Switch are the highest annual total for any hardware platform since the PlayStation 4 in 2015. Look, this is a very fancy way of saying Nintendo is making a ton of money this year. <laughs> so uh, kudos to them for just killing it on the hardware and software fronts. Perry, you had something to say there. No, more
3: money in the bank means more money invested in development. Good. Mm -hmm. The end. Give us more games. Great. Thank you. (laughs) Um, And lastly, here from the NPD friends, uh,
1: Nintendo Switch generated the highest December month hardware dollar sales for a single platform since Nintendo Wii in December 2009 and achieved the highest December unit sales for a single platform since December 2010. So double record breaker, breaking their own record in this month.
4: What happened in December 2009 for the
1: Wii? um let's Have you ask a question i'm yeah. sorry
4: we don't know we don't so know the know. answer to that question it's impossible to know you'll find it out i barely
1: remember what i had for lunch let alone what came out in <laughs> oh, december of 2009 yeah. I had water yeah uh it was probably uh a big month here we go
3: <laughs> thank you very much
1: <laughs> uh so kudos to nintendo great sales good folks you know that's hey, what i the, always say yeah, great nintendo. sales and good folks clear eyes full hearts that's right can't lose um Now we got a couple of news, uh, a couple of news items here for some tournaments coming down the line. Uh, Smash and Splatoon 2 tournaments are coming. Um, Smash has seen a few scattered tournaments here and there. I feel like these are the first major tournaments that are coming down the line. So that's really exciting. Uh, We are looking at the North American Open 2019 and the European Smash Ball Team Cup 2019. Um, North American Open will split up the United States, Canada, and Mexico into four regions for qualifiers. Uh these qualifying rounds and their subsequent final rounds will be held online with the first beginning February second at nine P or nine AM and the final event at PAX East in Boston on March thirtieth. Um so my question to you is since they are online competitions, mm-hmm. will you be participating? Are you gonna get in there? See. see how far you go. I
4: hate playing Smash Online. Oh, really? I, that's not
1: Confused what's keeping you from it. it.
2: What's keeping me from doing it is I would get destroyed. Exactly. Aren't you curious exactly. to see how far you could go, though? I'm not curious. to how Don't you want to be, how be how the very best, lose. like no. no one ever was? I really don't have that desire. Oh, okay. I'm like I'm good being mediocre and knowing. But it. Tom wants to be the very okayest. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like I hold that title pretty all right. But okay. I'd love
3: to hear <laughs> if if we have any NVC listeners or viewers who uh, are going to participate. Let's hear your stories from those who got through and those who didn't get in. Because I they, challenge yeah. everyone, because the online disconnect.
1: I challenge everyone on this panel yes. to
3: get in there, get in the tournament, okay, and then win. we can win the we tournament. can talk
1: about. We don't necessarily Fine. need to win, but we can talk about how far we we got and how we felt about it, and whether or not our systems lagged, and it'll be great.
2: I'll just put my money on Mitchell, and he can run.
1: For yeah, me. okay, there oh, we go. We'll
4: just we'll just put him. He's the horse in our race. Yeah. We'll put him we F- IGN.
1: It would be so funny if Mitchell was actually a horse. <laughs> well, uh, and then Emeka
3: and Adops has wasn't. that fancy oh. big Smash controller, Emeka the two hundred dollar box.
2: Emeka is crazy good at Smash. So it's let's. Uh, not we put a camera
3: on Emeka thing. and see if he yeah. makes it? There we go. <laughs> Perfect. He'll be my player. Okay. Uh, playing as Mitchell online. Oh, uh, 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 trial by combat. Yeah. it will be pair you IGN. Choose a champion. Like, this guy's really good. Right. <laughs> then you'll show up. Nicely done. Be like that's not him.
4: The uh, European one has a team of them. Yeah,
3: so I actually think the
1: European one sounds kind of cooler. Um, the European, as most things in Europe... <laughs> Yeah, uh, very cool. Yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> the European Smash Ball Team Cup will see teams of three battle across stock matches with the only item activated being the Smash Ball. In a series of best of five matches, teams will partake in 2v2 Smash, uh, Smashdown and 3v3 Squad Strike match types. So I think that's a little more fun than just straightforward, just getting there chopping it up. Yeah. I like mm-hmm. the idea of that like, you gotta get through with a team.
2: Well, I, I saw a tournament also, uh, just recently and not a, like a Nintendo sponsored one, just a, some tournament that was on Twitch where they were doing a smash strike style or squad strike style match okay. uh, where it was three stock, but every stock was a different character. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool to see those tools actually being utilized in, in a semi-competitive way. obviously, the 1v1, you get your character, you go in, no items, yeah. is going to be the standard, and yeah. that should be kind of like considered the peak of competitive play. Yeah. But yes. I love that Nintendo is encouraging people to have a little more fun with it and encouraging these sort of off-the-wall sort of things. Mm-hmm. I like it.
1: Very good stuff. Um, great. Those are, two great a, that's a those are two great tournaments. That's the show? That's for all you. Oh, no, uh, just kidding. We have another tournament that uh, I actually splatoon. didn't put any notes in for oh, splatoon. so there's a splatoon tournament hmm. hey splatoon still going strong huh
4: splatoon 2 specifically
3: <laughs> I, oh man i feel bad i haven't booted yeah. it up in such a long time well good I, news know, for you now yeah. there's a tournament to okay i on. will definitely participate in this tournament because right. i'm so qualified look i encourage yeah. this man.
1: panel to jump into the tournament uh, I'm see how far you get good at
4: splatoon <laughs> Really? No. Yeah, I'm not very good
1: at it. is Pear, actually very good at Splatoon. Well, In the matches that you and I played back when it came out. But you, you got to were...
3: keep playing. Yeah. Otherwise, for sure. it's like you just, you yeah. know.
4: You know who is really good at Splatoon? Brendan. Brendan. Yeah.
3: Brendan is very good. You, at you know who's very good well, at Isaiah every single game too. ever
1: made? Brendan. Brendan, Brendan <laughs> Great. <Graeber. laughs> yes. All right. Uh, speaking of games uh, and being very good at them, let's talk a little bit about what we're playing this week. Yeah, I know, right? Thank you. Uh, Pear, why don't you kick us off? You have the Ooh. most on this list, so. Uh, Tell us about it. Let me just got, hold on. on. Let
3: me boot up my uh, my switch. Well, it's which right there in your notes. Every every <laughs> every week, there there are just so many new games, and we do we can't get to all of them. I f- finally finished Greece, which I thought was just lovely. It's great, I, yeah. right? I it's really charming. The last yeah. world is really cool. So I played, uh, Apocalypsis, okay. uh, which is this new uh, adventure game, almost like a classic point and click adventure game done in the style of like, I don't know, like oh, medieval, cool, yeah. medieval European etchings, like something like Dura would make. And, and it's, it's got a kind of like this dark, morbid style to it. Uh, gameplay wise, very much classic, um, adventure where you go, you know, you you kind of have to think around corners sometimes. Like, what what can I use this item for? Mm-hmm. Um, but just that that kind of like pestilence, morbid middle middle um, middle age kind of setup, I think makes it makes it very unique. Yeah,
4: I mean, the opening scene is real morbid. Yeah, and <laughs> just man.
3: Yeah, it's just, dark.
4: Oh my <laughs> gosh! Yeah, it really surprised me hmm. with what happened in that very first scene. That's why. Yeah, but
3: it's it's one of those games where it's like it's fun to play just to see the art, right? It it it's looks like going really, to the museum really cool. and look at it. I think gameplay wise, it's not going to blow you away with with great interface or you know re- really kind of like the most clever puzzles it's it's fun um but it's the art style that you uh th- that you show up for and then yeah. uh i played this game that only i can pronounce which is Achtung Cthulhu Tactics okay i know tactics is a very difficult word to pronounce <laughs> so I, I did that for you uh, achtung is german means attention right mm-hmm. like warning uh and this is actually if you've ever played um full spectrum warrior the old t h t game a uh, little bit like, uh, you know, like XCOM, um, a, uh, a turn-based uh, strategy game played from an overhead perspective. Uh, this a, these are actually the, the Switch graphics. It looks quite nice on the machine. Uh, and you have a, a tactical team that you have to deploy. You have to tell your soldiers where to go. You have AP points that limit how far you can move or, or whether you kind of divide between movement and shooting or an action. Uh, and then the kick is you fight Nazis, hence the Achtung, and you fight evil squid monsters, hence the Cthulhu from the Lovecraft. It's pretty um, on the nose right? there, huh? Yeah, it's a, it's a very strange mix, but, um, it's nicely done. Yeah. So yeah, it's a quality game. If you are into kind of like that more, like slow, uh, slow paced turn based gameplay, which I know you love. It's my fave. Mr. Zach it, Ryan. It kind of,
4: it's my fave. That's for, what I'm here just for. watching the gameplay is kind of reminding me of Valkyria Chronicles.
2: Hmm. I do right love Valkyria Chronicles, so. Yeah. yeah. You don't get many tactics games set in that period either. Valkyria yeah. is, uh oh yeah. It's like an it's, alternate it's also, World War II history. Yeah, is, yeah. is it
3: World War I? It's World War II. Okay. Um, yeah.
2: And yeah, you, you don't get many tactics games in that, that style, those old school weapons. Mm-hmm. So yeah, in that regard.
3: And then, uh, you know, two more games just quickly. Downwell, which is kind of like an 8-bit game where you're constantly falling Mm -hmm. and the recoil from your gun makes you fall a little slower and, and you basically, you have to shoot enemies that are below you and, and you connect, you collect, uh, different, different power-ups. It's just a, it feels really tight. It's like a really good feeling game, like, like a Celeste where, Mm if you die it was really your fault Yeah. and then with a different gameplay hook where you you constantly go down it's got um, a very cool look to it too yeah it's uh it's it's really fun it's it's uh it's very fast really demands your full attention and then uh on real, the opposite end of the spectrum yeah real
2: quick on download can you play it in vertical mode do you I know think. Uh,
3: yeah it has uh, yes you you can cool yeah i i because um, it's
2: very much like a phone shaped game.
3: Yeah, actually, I I got to double check that. Okay. I think Sam Sam said you can use the. I don't have the. Uh, I don't have that the cool flip, flip grip. Flip grip thing. I was too late. I'll order it when they're back in stock. <laughs> um, Pixel colors is on the opposite uh, end of the spectrum, so that this is more of a. Uh, Picross-like game. They remixed the, ro- the rules a little bit. Yeah, I, I do like oh, the Picross. Oh, you like Picross. So, you know, uh, a kind of, uh, relaxing puzzle game where you have to figure out where the, uh, where the shapes are on a grid. Uh, the, the, uh, hook with this one is that you can switch between multiple, uh, paint buckets. Yeah. Um, I, one thing, you know, and it's fun and it kind of fills the gap, but one thing a lot of these Picross, um, clones, um, don't feel as good as the original Pickrush. Yep. They always, there's a slight delay when you meet, uh, you move your cursor, you mm. know, like it, it doesn't, it doesn't feel as snappy and you really appreciate what Jupiter does with the, the core Pickrush games. But it's, um, it's a, it's a, it's a fun game. It's a good game and it'll, it'll bridge that gap for the next one.
1: Very cool. That's yep. a lot of games. Congratulations.
3: Yeah. yeah. I did play a lot last week. You did, you and did I good work.
1: Tomb Raider too. Thank you very much. Yeah. I almost started Tomb Raider last night as a matter of fact. It's, but.
3: it's good. It's yeah. all about
1: the challenge dungeons, man. The uh-huh. tombs. I have finished Guacamelee, okay. um, which is a platformer I that I... Barely think, started it. I cannot say enough about that game. Awesome. I know we've talked about it quite a bit here on the show, but it is, it's brilliant. I love the original Guacamelee. This is a better game. Um, the combat meets uh, traversal sort of mashup in this game is so fun and so challenging and so rewarding. And it's funny but not in a way that is, like, sort of derivative like the first game. And some of the stuff, like, you walk into these challenge rooms and your first thought is, I have no idea how I'm going to do this. And then within, like, one or two trials, you have it parsed out, you know. So, like, it, it's a great game. And if you love Metroidvania, if you love a 2D platformer, like, I, I highly recommend. Uh, I also got back into Luminas this week, um, which is, I mean, you can't go wrong with Luminas
3: ever. Yeah, it's really good.
1: Uh, I also have played Donut County, Oh. Uh, which Donut County is delightful. I played it on mobile. Love, Love it. it. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Yep. Yeah. Right. Very, very good. Um, and then finally, I played uh, a little tiny bit of Travis Strikes Back. Okay. Um, which you reviewed for us. I did not. Oh, is that not true? I thought <laughs> no. you. Did. I thought, I'm sorry. I, I thought you did the review. I thought you did review it no. for us. Maybe I was just talking to you about the review. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, uh, <laughs> that game is fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's kind of what
2: editing the review
1: led me to believe as well. Yeah, I think we gave it a six point five, if I remember correctly. It's okay, that, yeah. on our scale, um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I I would love for them to make uh, No More Heroes three because I really like those two games, uh, and I like I like Suda's games, but this one. Sort of feels to me like they are just kind of twiddling their thumbs while they wait for a, that opportunity.
3: So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, remains to be seen. It's it's. I like might what,
1: stick with it. I might give it up. I'm not sure yet. It's
3: like what the original uh, Raving Rabbits was to a Rayman game. Yeah, right. It's like mm-hmm. you get a mini, you get kind of like a spin-off minigame collection. Yeah. Um, it has some good parts, but overall, yeah. uh, you're playing it too. Mm, yeah, barely. Yeah, me too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: I've just I, just I, barely
3: scratched the surface. I though. really like. I have to think about whether I'm going to keep doing it. Like yeah, it hasn't too. hooked me.
2: Yeah. I have heard that the Suda stuff in it is very suda e, in yeah. a yeah. very good way.
1: Yeah. Well, regardless, thank you for your review. <laughs> um, and pleased to talk about the games that you've been playing.
2: Uh, One of them is actually a similar thing to pair, which is my kind of go-to train game now is this game called Pick-a-Picks Deluxe, oh, yeah. which is a similar thing where it's like a pick-cross rip-off that is colors. Uh, And it's, I was gonna say literally exactly what you said, which is every pick cross ripoff is, and I, I don't say rip off as like a mean thing, because yeah. I will always play more pick cross, pretty much forever, um, but everyone feels like not quite as polished, not quite as, as, refined as what Jupiter does. And it's really funny to be like, man, Jupiter makes the best Picross game. And It's like, actually, they kind of just do.
3: It's funny though, because, uh, I, I played this too. Um, this, I like the color hook. It mm-hmm. works, right? The, yeah. the kind of, it, it gives you a little bit more to think about, a little bit more strategy. But yeah, could it just be as snappy and could the, right. like when you get one of the bigger grids, they're, they're too small on the screen and yeah, like, it gets a little hard it, to yeah. read. Yep. It hurts my brain just to look at.
2: Uh, another thing I played through, over, like, the last two weeks or so was uh, Pikuniku. Mm-hmm. Which comes which out
4: tomorrow, right? Comes mm-hmm. out tomorrow.
2: Okay. Um, which
4: is Thursday. <laughs> Nobody knows.
2: Whenever. It's impossible It's to <laughs> today. today. Comes we'll out at some time. point soon. <laughs> yes. Pikuniku is this really silly, weird game. Reminded me of Donut County, County, actually, not in gameplay, but in... It's telling a sort of more socially-minded tale through... Uh, an absurd situation, like right. This like, like the whole plot has these undertones of like corporate corporations taking over the world mm-hmm. and like stripping the world of resources, but it's told in this very silly way.
3: Uh, and the writing is
2: really the, funny. The really writing funny. is the draw. The yeah. writing is really the reason this game. I enjoyed this game, and the reason I played it through to completion is that the it's really silly, and the jokes are really good, and the situations you find yourself are very very silly. Hmm? The actual platforming playing of it is like kind of just good like it's fine it's not overly impressive yeah um, but yeah the the personality here is and I, I feel like that's the same thing with Donut County right Donut County is like the actual whole thing is like it's okay it's not like overly amusing but that's not like the point of that game
1: Donut County gets a little it gets a little uh more interesting in later levels in that you're there are objectives that you can accomplish the whole where like you'll swallow a fire pit and then smoke right. will rise out of the hole and then you can use that to elevate a balloon to complete objectives and that's where, so it's not like, yes yeah, so it's like very gradual but it's none of them are brainbusters like no, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh,
2: and yeah so this is like I love way the way big that big little guy moves yeah. I he's love this so so leg
1: kicking yeah. it's so very good,
2: good. Uh, another thing about Pikuniku, it has a co-op mode but it's separate from the campaign okay. so it's like <laughs> just, uh, a little thing <laughs> look at him
1: go yeah. love that guy <laughs> yeah
2: he's cute Tom Uh, recommends. He's a
4: little red guy with long legs and he just kicked a rock and that's what we all He's very
2: physicsy. His jumping is very physicsy.
1: Now, I'm, I'm gonna veto Persona 5 talk because we are running a little bit long. That's fair. Persona 5, I think we can unanimously agree it's
3: a pretty great game.
2: literally only been playing it because I want to see Joker for Smash and yeah. now I'm in
3: love with the game Great. it <laughs> oozes everything is so stylish the menus yeah. everything is so wonderful not
1: coming to Switch though so Casey you tell us what you're playing <laughs> not
3: yet
4: um, so I've been playing a game for a wiki that I can't talk about but that's been occupying most of my time <laughs> <laughs> Do, and
3: Do you hearts it
4: really? Huh?
1: Do you hearts this game? I've, I've
4: been liking it. Okay, good. Yeah.
1: <laughs> would you say? But, um, would you say that?
4: Zach, <laughs> 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 I can't. I don't think okay. I can your talk about your it.
1: love for this game could fill a but, uh, if kingdom.
4: Watch, if you guys are watching this, Not you'll know in a couple of hours anyway. Okay. Right. <laughs> but um, and I have been playing some Just Dance still because I can. Tell myself, well, I want to play another game, and I can say I, I can play Just Dance. And be like, it's because of exercise, so it's not. <laughs> sure. It's you know. Do you
3: ever bring your Switch with you to parties and just you know? It's how it's to move? Funny yeah. you
4: say that because uh, I was playing D and D with some friends, and I brought Just Dance over. And when we finished with D and D, like
1: two things are not connected. I know. Well, we you'd be surprised D&D. at how much they're connected, given <laughs> given who I know from your group. <laughs> they are very connected. Yeah.
4: Well, we finished at like one o'clock in the morning, and then played Just Dance until like three. Are you kidding
3: me? It was a there good you time. Go. We I thought those were lives. two streams that <laughs> yeah. could not be crossed. Congratulations. <laughs> mm-hmm.
4: So, and then I also put in a few hours into Tales of Vesperia uh, before I got this game that I'm working on for the wiki, and I'm really enjoying it. The first, uh, the tutorial section where it kind of teaches you how to fight, I did not think I was going to like the combat, but as soon as I got more party members and started learning more attacks, I started really enjoying it a lot more. Man, and the this- story is good, and there's, they added voice acting. Mm. Uh, this game looks really killer. good.
1: I might get I'm, it.
4: I'm really liking it. Ooh. When I are am you going to
1: play it? this? I don't know.
4: I'm I'm you gonna it. Evil, yeah, i going to play I also heard yeah. it's like 80 hours long. <laughs> oh, God. Sounds about right. Oh, Tracks. No. Uh, does this one have co-op combat as well? Yes. Cool. I haven't tried it yet though. Ooh. But yes, yeah, it does. You
3: can play with your friend.
4: And also you get Ouch. this cool. you. <laughs> <laughs> brutal. Um, right off the start, you get Rapide, who is this really cool dog with a spiky tail and a scar and he has a. Tobacco pipe, and he's cool.
1: <laughs> I'll have you know, Mr. Schneider, that I have several friends. <laughs> All right. <laughs>
4: several
1: friends. Guys, <laughs> right. there's a doggo with a pipe, please. Yeah, I know. Focus. I love him. He's a good, yeah. he's good right.
4: doggo. He steals stuff for us. Uh,
1: Casey, you also wanted to talk about another game out this week. We talked a little bit about Pick a Picks, um, but you wanted to talk about Smite specifically. Yeah, because yeah.
4: Smite also comes out this week, and Smite originally came out in 2014, mm-hmm. and it's like an action third-person MOBA made mm-hmm. by Hi-Rez, you might know from Paladins, and, I do
1: uh, know them from Paladins. I know,
4: and more recently, uh, Realm Royale. Mm-hmm. I don't. Have you ever played Smite, Tom?
2: Uh, I <laughs> installed Smite, got into the tutorial, saw the shop, and went nope and left. no. Yeah. And I say that as <laughs> no. someone who used to play a lot of MOBAs. Oh <laughs>
4: man! So I played a lot of Smite when it first came out, and then I picked it up again um, a few years ago. Okay. But I also lived with my entire party, so it was really easy to organize a party of four or five and play a MOBA because it requires a lot of coordination. So it's yeah. a lot easier when you're talking to people in person. But there are a ton of different modes. Um, man, if you're familiar with MOBAs, you have a bunch of different characters who have different attacks that can do different things. And it's a really fun game. I just really enjoyed it. It's free.
2: And Smite, Smite is one that, uh, MOBA and console or MOBA mm-hmm. and controller kind of never really meshes but it in works with people's so minds. well with Smite. Smite is third person action-y style and yeah. so it's sort of designed for that. It's, it's designed
4: it was, to be used for, with a controller it, it, in mind.
2: They really put a lot of thought into that so I hope mm-hmm. that that works well with Joy-Con or what have you yeah. as well.
4: And if you do want to spend money on it, you can spend $30 and then just have access to all of the characters from now and also future characters that come out,
1: and that Smite is did? Smite is Norse theme, correct?
3: No, it is. It's, it's gods. gods. Oh, it's just from from all gods, all
4: different pantheons, and they're okay. adding new gods. So new who do we got in there? The we got Zeus. Dude, there's like fifty or something right now. We got Odin. We got Zeus. We got Odin, Thor. Hey, what we got about Bastet, Egyptian gods?
1: Uh, Scylla, yeah. Anubis.
4: Yeah, we have Anubis.
1: We have Horus. What about Jesus? Is Jesus <laughs> in there? There's no Jesus. Come no. on, Are you to have a no fighting Jesus. game with the gods, and Jesus isn't in there <laughs> ch- chopping it up chopping it up. Yeah. That,
3: that would oh, no. be so good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Exclusive day one bundle. Uh okay, so one thing that we absolutely have to talk about this week is that strange indirect that we're calling it. Um I guess it's not really that strange. They've done this kind of thing before. I just thought it was odd that this came into our world from a tweet from Nintendo UK, not even not even from clearly just doing Nintendo their America own thing. or like yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't necessarily know if they went rogue or what, but they put out a great little 16-minute Indies Direct, um, and there's some really great stuff in it. Uh, so I, I wanted to kind of go game by game. I know you had, you and I had talked about maybe doing like a reaction thing, but I think if we want to just quickly go through each of these yeah. uh, and talk a little bit about each of them, because Tom's got a couple things he wants to talk about. Casey's got a couple games that she's revved for, and then, of course— I know that you and I could spend probably a good 15, 20 minutes on one particular Oh yeah, game, that's so. right.
2: Um, you let's start with. You mean when ski lifts go wrong?
1: That's right. Let's <laughs> start with, uh, Wargroove, uh, the latest from Chocolatefish, uh.
2: The first Tom game in this yes, list the Yes, well, the, the
1: number one this Tom game. It's also
3: a pair game. Look, I would yeah. big say.
4: sword, good doggo. That's yeah. all we need.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so let, 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 me mention two franchises that this game takes inspiration from. Advance Wars. Oh, I'm Fire Emblem. So... hmm Ooh. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's nice. More Advance
4: Wars.
3: Great. Yes. And this yeah.
4: cinematic trailer makes me want to watch this anime. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, if you, if you watch, so unfortunately this, this, if you're watching this, the cinematic trailer is just cutscenes. But if you see the game, the board looks very much like an Advance Wars game, mm-hmm. but with the characters and the units from a Fire Emblem game. So mm-hmm. it's kind of medieval fantasy. Advance Wars with units, like you have ships that can fire cannonballs at riders with lances and sword fighters and all that. Right. Um, and then, yeah, you basically you have to conquer the map and vanquish your enemies.
1: Now, as as recent NBC listeners will know, I'm uh, legally restricted from talking about Fire Emblem yes. ever. But I do mm-hmm. love Advance Wars, and so this intrigues me quite a bit. And, Tom, I know you're a big proponent of this game. so This
2: is a game I've been watching and waiting for for I think was like two years mm-hmm. now. Uh, and they kept saying it will come out first quarter this year and now they're like, oh, it's out in a week. <laughs> and so...
3: That's great. And the, yeah. the reason why I'm excited for this one is a lot of the... We, we've we had some Advance Wars clones come out of the indie community and they had that same kind of lack of snappiness issue. It doesn't mm-hmm. feel right when you're selecting a unit and moving it. And this one looks like it's like... Classic GBA like feel, snappiness yeah. board setup, and they're going to have two D looking when in in the map mode. They're
2: going to have yeah. level editors too, and a whole campaign editor. If you oh want yeah, to you can share stuff like that
3: four player mm-hmm. everything. This mm-hmm.
2: is a uh, is This is actually being made by Chucklefish. They yeah, do a lot of publishing nowadays, but this is this is a Chucklefish game. And there you can see little drop in little like places to yeah. build your own campaigns <laughs> and own maps. It's just That's I cool. think this game is going to have. A long tail, as it were. There's gonna be a whole campaign in it, but I think this game is gonna have a lot of life after that where people are making really, really cool things because it's gonna have modding
3: on PC too day one purchase for me.
1: February first you can purchase that game right around the corner. Uh let's
3: talk a little bit about the next game,
1: Double Kick Heroes. This is a sixteen bit zombie shoot 'em up slash rhythm game question. Yeah, with uh, a song that is very reminiscent of Judas Priest in the uh, the trailer here. Uh, uh, this looks interesting. Anybody have any other thoughts on this? I, I kind of so watched think, it as...
4: I think this game actually came out on Steam a few years ago. Okay. Right, but um, I'm into it. I'm super into it. I like rhythm games. I'm down with metal.
1: Yeah, and you're doing air drums <laughs> specifically in this version, so... Uh, <laughs> You know, you could, you could play drums in your room with this game, I guess.
3: The style's pretty cool. Question mark? I I like the art. Yeah, I do
1: like the way that it looks. Uh, the music looks really cool. There's, you know, 30 original songs, it says right here, that are all, I I presume, very metal. So that's, (laughs) that's awesome. Um, Per, you, you played a a bit of, um, what was the uh, the rhythm game with the drum the drumming game?
2: Uh, Taiko,
1: uh, Taiko no, drummer, yeah. yeah. Uh, how do you feel about uh, uh, this motion control
3: drumming? Well, I'm all about the Taiko drums. Sure. so Since this game <laughs> doesn't come with any, um, I don't know. I don't play that many uh, uh, rhythm games unless the soundtrack or the visual presentation is super original mm-hmm. and and unique. Um, I I do like what I'm seeing here. I I would love to borrow Tom's Steam uh, login and and just try it out if it's out on Steam. Yeah. You know, we have our own I was going to say, but I didn't, I didn't want to bring it up. You don't need to
1: borrow Tom's. That's a little weird. I want to borrow Tom's. I don't, <laughs> don't have one. I mean, you run the company, so you can do what you want. Uh <laughs> Next game is like, When Ski Lifts Go Wrong. <laughs> <laughs>
4: this, this game actually looks really fun. Yeah, this really is a really funny.
1: cool physics-based construction puzzler that has like a dash of trials in it, it looks like. Yeah, yeah like bridge constructor yeah.
2: kind
3: of a, a vibe.
1: Right. Well,
2: yeah, if you ever played, uh, Polybridge, Polybridge yes. is like, I think one of the best bridge builders to come out in a while. And mm-hmm. this looks very much like ski lift Polybridge, but with some, some more than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it, it looks weird and cool. And I'm, I'm always good down for a good bridge builder.
3: Yeah. And, and I know my, my theme this week is snappiness, but, the, you know, some of the builder games on Switch when they were ported were running kind of sluggish. And so, uh, dragging, dragging nodes right. didn't feel right in some of the, the games when they came over to Switch. This looks pretty, uh, pretty nice.
1: Yeah, I especially appreciate the fact that they went out of their way to say that this is a touch screen game as well. So mm-hmm. it looks like it, it's totally suited for that.
3: Much better to play those yeah. games with a touch screen and be mm-hmm. able to build stuff like that's
1: that. that's right. And when ski lifts go wrong, it's coming out uh, pretty soon. Uh, oh, it's out now. So very soon.
3: All right. And I also wrote. I
1: also wrote in my notes. I just want to make sure that everyone saw this. This looks like a Tom Marks game for sure. <laughs> Oh. Oh.
2: This is probably on the lower end of a Tom game on this list. But.
1: There's there's another game that's very Marxian. How many Altanos oh, yeah. does yeah. it get? There's a there's there's a Tom Marx game coming up here very soon. But uh he didn't hear that question. How many out of five, Brian Altanos? How many game? How many Altanos do you give this?
2: Five. Oh. You okay, out of Brian will play everything. So. Oh, I see. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Fair fair enough. <laughs>
1: uh moving forward, we're talking about Forager. Uh of, of course, full disclaimer. Uh this is a Humble Bundle published game. Oh, we, I didn't uh, know that. Yes, that's true. We we uh we're pals with Humble Bundle over there. So Yes, um, our
3: parent company owns Humble Bundle. That's right. Bundle.
1: Um but this is a really cool uh Little 2D open world exploration game. Uh l- Reminds me a little bit of uh, a more combat-focused Stardew Valley. It looks like you're building villages and spelunking and chopping stuff down
3: and fighting enemies. And- so this was the it's game so- originally was coded in two weeks, right? Yeah. it was the a, challenge.
2: There's like a yeah. demo version of it that's been out on PC for a little while. Yep. It looks
4: really cute. I also yeah. think he just uh harvested a turnip or something and it screamed at him, I still love you, and yeah. he harvested it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my
3: God. Yeah. Yeah, it's best great describe, cool. what would they described it as like Legend of
1: Zelda meets Stardew Valley. Maybe so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's got a really cool art style. I like mm-hmm. the the way the boss fights look. Could be pretty cool. Yeah. You guys interested in playing this yeah. at all?
2: Yeah, I loved the the early build that they made, and I, this looks like more of that. So cool. I'm down. This
3: was definitely <laughs> took
1: longer than two weeks. <laughs> yes. This one here, <laughs> yeah, I assume so. Uh, the next one I don't want to spend a ton of time on, but uh it is Goat Simulator. Who who doesn't know about Goat Simulator? Yes, took Go. the world by storm. <laughs> You play as a physics-based goat, not a Marxian
3: game. I'm fine with it. Yeah. I've made peace You'll with Goat allow simulator.
2: It? Yeah. I mean, like it's it's the type of game that's funny until it isn't, right? <laughs> yeah. Like Goat Simulator is I'm not trying to hate on this game cuz when you first play it, it is like maybe one of the funniest most enjoyable experiences ever. And then eventually, you've done all the physics things and it's just like not Fun anymore?
1: So basically, this game boils down to you're tossing a goat around and trying to try uh, and
3: complete objectives. Well, no, you yeah. lick things as the yeah, goat. The tongue lick is, There's also is your lasso. And, stuff.
2: and I
4: yeah. guess the Switch version comes with a bunch of DLC that that's the coolest. I, I hadn't played. I haven't yeah. played okay. any
2: of the DLC. What the hell is
3: that? I haven't they seen that did part. a lot
2: of DLC for this game, and some of the DLC stuff was hilarious. Like they did this whole DLC where they pretended that they were making it into an MMO. <laughs> And then they just did a goat MMO and when you're in this DLC, you get like a little global chat with people sending messages that are just – it's just all fake. Goat Simulator MMO. They did Goat Z. They did a crossover with Payday as you can see there. Like they just have been going crazy with this and that's the fun part about this game is like doing new weird stuff as a goat.
3: (laughs) It is. is Honestly, it's a great game to play with your friends when you're having a beer and you're just messing around because it's so ridiculous. It's a game that prides itself on the bugs. Mm-hmm. Like right. Stuff yes. you will get stuck and things break in that game and they love it. And it's fine. Yep. Yeah. Um
1: moving on to Inmost. Uh this is coming to us from Chucklefish and Hidden Lair. Uh three playable characters in a trailer that doesn't really tell us a ton about the game looks very spooky. It looks, looks, looks very exploration I really like based.
2: I don't really know what it is, but I want to play it. Yeah, yeah, it looks cool. <laughs> That's all I know.
1: Yeah, it looks cool. Very mysterious trailer they got going on here, but uh th- the trailer ends with them saying something along the lines of like three playable characters through three different
3: storylines. Yeah, this, right. So this is, I mean, this I feel like it feels it looks a little bit like Octopath Traveler where they have that that traditional pixel art look and then they put kind of modern lighting over mm-hmm. it and it makes it really transforms it. Like, look how cool that looks. Yeah, it looks yep. very good.
2: It's a platformer with Ooh. combat and pixels, and it I, looks gloomy. Just like I've already bought it. Yeah, I haven't, but I will. <laughs> what did you give Celeste? Uh a high score, I don't remember exactly. Right. Okay. Got it, got it. I think it was like a seven.
3: Yeah. No, it was a ten.
1: Yeah. (laughs) He he gives less a ten out of ten. This is another Marxian uh tour de force. Tom
3: out of tom. That's right.
2: You guys are just gonna turn that into a genre. That's right. Marxian. Yeah. Yeah, Marxian Mm -hmm. games. Don't know how I feel about it.
3: Yeah. (laughs) This looks great. I really want to play this.
2: Yeah. I'm in.
1: It, was, it does a really weird turn here at the end where all of a sudden it becomes very action-y, yep. which is like, oh,
3: and okay. There's a giant snake. Yeah, I know. Okay. Jumps off a cliff. So folks, if you're it. listening to this, look up Inmost Gameplay. Just Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Okay, moving on. Uh,
1: another one coming from Magic Design Studios is Unruly Heroes. Uh, Per, you actually played this, I believe you played it with Tina at I, you Gamescom. You know I I
3: didn't get to play it, there was somebody who just didn't want to give up the controller. Now, at Perry, Gamescom. you, I was you wrote standing. a review for this game. Yeah, so. I reviewed this. No, I, I, um, I watched this, <laughs> I stood behind a man who played it, and wouldn't stop playing it with his friends. Uh, it, it is a game, style-wise, it's, it looks like Rayman. It looks yeah. like something Ubisoft mm-hmm. made, it's based on the classic Chinese novel, uh, Journey to the West, which, you know, inspired everything from the movies Journey to the West, but also Dragon Ball, right? And it's Odyssey, a Monkey King and all the of that. There you go. If that's right. Ever Which ever
2: very good game. Um, it is a very
3: if you've good. Ever game. played
2: a game with a character named Wukong in it? That's from Journey to the West. Yeah. Right.
3: And so Monkey you can team up. You can play this with three players mm-hmm. and team up. And uh, I feel like this is the closest we're going to get to Rayman Rayman Legends until Rayman Legends Two. Yeah, I'm is, sure will yeah, it is co-op. In four minutes. So, this yeah, given our luck, show is already yeah, outdated. It's happening right now, yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, absolutely gorgeous uh, yeah. artwork uh, and animations. I think this game looks super cool. Very interested in uh, giving it, this a test it, run. It
3: looks like Lost Vikings sometimes yeah. with mm. the
1: puzzle. I'm really sorry that the man didn't let you play in Germany. Yeah, you're a mean man. Yeah. Man, you're mean. But, uh, and now, yeah. on to a truly Marxian game oh, the God. one that Tom has been waiting to talk about since Hollow Knight arrived on the Switch.
3: That's not
2: true.
1: Yeah. <laughs> This is uh this is 2019's Hollow Knight for Tom Marks, and that's a game that we like to call Crosscode.
2: Uh, I wouldn't go that far. All I'm gonna say is play Crosscode. Crosscode is so. <laughs> I thought you were gonna good.
1: say play Hollow Knight. I was like, yeah, we get it, Tom.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Crosscode is very uh, Secret of mana-ish inspired. Not just sold. Not just a yeah. rip, right? But like, it, it does a lot different. But it's that sort of combat, that sort of perspective, that art style-ish. Um, It is such a good RPG. This game was in early access for like a year and a half, or maybe more, on PC. It finally launched last year. We put it on our Game of the Year best RPG list last year. The Steam version for the PC version. version. We like we nominated it as one of the uh, ten best RPGs of 2018 because it is so so good. It's like it's got at least a hundred hours of content. I'm pretty sure. Like Mm -hmm. it is a massive RPG. That's crazy. Um, and it's. It's a blast. Justin was, is playing it right now too on Steam. Uh, Justin Davis. And he said, it, like, when I, when I asked you, I was like, Justin, you're playing cross guard right? And he was like, Oh yeah, it's the best. It's like the best. Everybody yeah. this
3: morning, when we said, Oh, what games got announced and cross, the word cross quote was her Damon turned around. Justin's like, what? Yeah. Mm. It's a really Tom good faint.
4: you explain the story?
2: So the story without spoiling much, you're essentially like the theme in the world of the game is that there's a real-world MMO, right? Mm -hmm. So you're playing in a real-world MMO. Kind of like a
1: dot-hack situation?
2: Kind of, where it's like in in Avatar, you take control of another body, and Mm -hmm. that body is like your character in the game. So thematically, you're... In an MMO, mm-hmm. playing an MMO, but there's other nefarious stuff afoot because you're trying to like – you've lost your memories because it's an RPG and mm-hmm. you're get trying to get your memories back um, and you can't speak to start. You can only say like a couple words. It's really, really cute. But thematically what that means is that you're taking on – MMO style fetch quests you're going to MMO style hub cities there are other NPCs who are other like quote unquote players in the game right. running around around you mm-hmm. and so it feels like this living world where it feels like you are actually playing an MMO but it's completely single That's player That's very cool. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. super super cool. I've never it's really I've never really played a single player RPG that felt like an MMO but with like a proper story yeah. and a, not just like grinding fetch quests. Yeah. It's really neat.
1: Well, wait for April when you can play Final Fantasy XII <laughs> on we Nintendo Switch. We don't
3: have a date for CrossCode yet. It's not supposed yet. to come this year, but it's going the Switch version is going to add some exclusive stuff that was yeah. in the Steam one. I'm bitter. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, you can play it again. You it's, just throw another 100 hours in there. I,
2: have, I haven't beaten it. It's so long. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, CrossCode is 100% <clears throat> one not to let get caught in the shuffle because okay. there's so much good stuff coming out on Switch. But, man, cross code is a really, really good game.
1: Yeah. Sweet. And speaking of good stuff coming out on the Switch, I'd like to introduce a new segment of the show called Pear Was Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pear
3: was Right! Yeah, there
1: it is. Uh, SteamWorld Quest Hand of Gilgamesh is... Another game from Image Inform set in the Steam World uh, uh, universe, and it is a Steam World RPG, which Pear predicted many moons ago on this very show. You talked about how you wanted an a, a Image
3: Inform RPG, and and Brian from Image Inform looked me in the eye and said, well, "I don't know what it is." Yeah, <laughs> wow, I, I don't know what it. Is. You're, call, you're publicly calling him out. You know he listens to this show. Yeah. Huh. Uh, no, that's uh, that, that's great. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're a big fan of Steamworld Dig, maybe you're a little disappointed that you're not getting Dig three yet. Um, but you can play the first one, which yeah, but also consider- released on Switch. Uh, this looks so pretty. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, consider their other spin-offs. You know, Steamworld Heist is not Steamworld Dig, and it is a brilliant game. Yeah. And I Image and form to me is of of a caliber now where they can nearly do no wrong. And I knock on wood when I say that, looking at this <laughs> this new thing. But uh you know, everything that they've tried in the in the steamworld universe i feel like has been a hit and i i'm really really excited to play an rpg by these guys i think it's yeah. going to be great my,
3: my first impression from watching this was that it's almost paper mario ish mm-hmm. you know you use uh uh you use cards as you attack so uh it's not a hearthstone game or any card game like that it's it, a it is a, RPG. it is a turn-based rpg but you use punch cards which yeah. are your attacks and you have to gather them and then use them in combat so it's a little bit uh uh, it's a little bit paper mario ish yeah. the question is does this game have an overworld is it played in a 2d perspective mm-hmm. do you just walk sideways like in the classic goemon games or something like that we'll see i'm yeah. really
2: nervous about that card system yeah why yeah, are you nervous way? i yeah i mean i i like you said i think they're have very clearly proven that they are a developer who is worthy of being trusted mm-hmm. right and and doing weird things and i'm happy that they have the freedom to do that uh I generally really dislike RPG combat systems that have some sort of consumable yeah. combat thing. So uh Kingdom Hearts, Chain of Memories. Bait and <laughs> really system. I really
4: liked Chain of Memories. I well, did could you play not stand it. Game Boy it. Advance or the the PlayStation version? I
2: played the remake version. I did too. So I liked it. Yeah. I I did not like that version at all. I almost completely avoided the Paper Mario ones that did that that way, yeah. It just like it doesn't appeal to me at all. Yeah,
1: Man, I so think it's. I'm in, in the same boat. And when you you dropped a message in our Slack channel that was like, oh, uh, you know, card based uh, RPGs, like
4: oh, yeah. well. I really like card based RPGs. Yeah. I'm nice. super I'm into an outlier there.
2: Well, I'm super into everything <laughs> else about this game, okay. like everything they've shown. So I'm definitely not just like so, writing it off, but I'm apprehensive. So okay.
3: so here's how it works, right? Like some of our fav- favorite. RPGs of the past, you you have a mage and you train the mage and experience points, unlock new spells. What inevitably happens is that you have one go-to attack against... Yeah. Enemies weak to fire. You have mm-hmm. one go to attack for enemies weak to ice. And it's like, in the end, you use like, you use one move most of the time as a magic user. Mm-hmm. And so I like when there's a little bit more randomness brought into an mm-hmm. RPG where you have to either, you know, earn the attacks or you have to collect them. But I, but it's also all in the balance. If they play this right and you get more and more powerful attacks as you explore and you uncover new areas, maybe certain areas have certain type of attacks. I, I think that whole kind of like collection and going somewhere in the world to get those cards could be be really interesting,
4: yeah. And I also really like deck building. Mm-hmm. You could deck build depending on like what kind of challenges you think you're going to face wherever you are. I just enjoy that aspect.
2: Well, there's also a lot of nuance to how like those systems of like it, we don't know if the card gets consumed when you use it. We don't know if that Looks deck like will it. reshuffle. If it permanently is consumed, mm-hmm. we don't know. If you're unlocking cards by finding them in chests or by leveling up, like all those questions can really influence whether that sure. system frustrates me or is enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I'm not like totally writing it off and just like a little nervous.
3: Yeah, no, I, I d- trust them though. I understand that it's a it's a style where I feel like a lot of a lot of people um on IGN as well moan when they heard that hear, mm-hmm. heard about that that card hook. And so it's uh, it's up to these guys to prove that it works. I, I, love I card have games. I have <laughs> faith.
1: I think that they'll, they'll do it. I think they'll make believers out of. Even naysayers like Tom and I—they so. they haven't
3: steered us wrong yet. And if you're That's still, your you're still one of the holdouts. who has not downloaded SteamWorld. Oh, for two. The love, of God! You got to SteamWorld Top, come on! Top, what are you doing out there? It's a top ten game, probably a top six game on the Switch. You should get it.
1: Yeah, I I, I love it. I love that game. I put it right here in my notes. God, I love mm-hmm. SteamWorld. Um, okay, <laughs> moving right along. Speaking of games that we like to play, I'll play a little game this week. No, what kind of game is called it? Called Question
3: Block. <laughs> That's not a game.
1: Uh a little different uh approach for question block this week. We we don't have a ton of questions, but we have two questions that I feel like will take a while to answer. So let's go ahead and jump in. Our That's first good. question comes from Corey Waite, who over on uh YouTube actually in the YouTube comments, he left this uh he said, I've been really struggling with what it is I want to do pers uh professionally in my life. I'm going to be thirty in a few years, and this has been nagging at me for a while now. I sort of admire and look up to you guys for what you I'm sorry for for you guys because you're doing what something that seems like it is a perfect fit for me, but I don't even know where to begin. I guess what I'm asking is, what helped you to get where you are today? So I kind of wanted to go round robin and talk a little bit about how we sort of fell into this career and was um, sort of the things that led us there. So, pair, you're, you're you've got the most rich history,
3: the longest for sure. So why don't you mm-hmm. talk to us about? Uh, yeah, thank you. The longest history. Uh, his hair You're old, Particularly is gray yeah. today. Uh, I went. Um, uh, I studied uh, literature and uh, journalism. I went abroad to study. I'm obviously not from here, so this is abroad for me. But I, I went to Japan and and uh, the U S. And precisely, you know, I, I didn't know what I what I wanted to do. I loved writing. I thought maybe journalism would be a direction I'd go in. Maybe working on documentary movies. And, but I I didn't know. So I went to universities uh, halfway across the world to kind of find out. And then uh, I started doing some stuff on the side in Japan. I worked for Sony Music for a while. I did like subtitling. You know, I did some uh, game manual work. I ended up doing an internship for the official Nintendo magazine in Germany, mm-hmm. do one for a German news magazine, all that kind of stuff. And I was like, yeah, I really like writing. I want to do something creatively. And I, when I lived in Japan, I got into games and I didn't know at the time that I could make that into my own career. I started a fan site, played around with that, saw that there was an opening at a print publisher for a, a job and applied and got it. And then, you know, obviously was the early days of the internet. So, you know, IGN happened and we mm-hmm. spun out the company as a, uh, you know, as a standalone company. Um, and, uh, it, it, it's one of the things like you can't predict that. I I wasn't angling for that. I didn't think I'd be sitting here. I didn't I, I didn't I didn't think I was going to do the job that I'm doing, or that you could even make money with reviewing games either. Mm-hmm. At the time, it was just kind of silly. I'm sorry. And are you uh, saying
1: you're paid for your reviews?
3: Yes. Yes. <laughs> Activision sends me a check for all my reviews. Especially games that are not made Stop it. Stop it. It was uh, a bad joke. No, none of that is true. Um, no, but it's like, I, I understand. Like when I, when I was a teen, I, w- I had all sorts of anxiety about like, where to you go? You're now in your thirties, so you're not, you, you know a little bit more about the world. Think about the things that you really love doing. Yeah. Cause there's a way. You can start a YouTube channel. You can start writing. You can figure out freelance gigs and yeah. all that stuff. And
1: that, that sort of is a great segue into, into my response to this question because, I get this kind of a lot. Like I get people, and I'm sure you guys do too, reaching out on Twitter, or reaching out on various platforms saying like, how do I get to do what what you're doing? Um, and my biggest piece of advice is start doing it right now. Like if you want to write about video games, if you want to make videos about video games, stop doing the other stuff. Like, I mean, have a job if you need to pay <laughs> bills, of course, but like just start making that stuff. And eventually you'll find a way to make that happen. as like something that is a viable option for you, right? Like um, I studied actually it's kind of funny to hear you say that you studied uh uh you wanted to make documentaries because that's where i started i I studied film and television Mm -hmm. uh with the express intent to go into making documentary films and um i did that for a while i worked as a you know a pa a grip a utility a b cam operator a producer on all kinds of corporate and commercial projects and stuff like that for a long time i was also a touring musician for a bit but um one of the things that was always constant in my life was video games like i've always loved playing video games and uh i, I kind of worked uh tertiary to this industry for a long time you know like i, I was working these corporate gigs but then every so often it would be like oh, i'm gonna go shoot a thing for sony or i'm gonna go to mm-hmm. this Game launch thing and shoot interviews. And so, you know, I kind of started to weasel my way into that inner circle of like, okay, now I know somebody at GameSpot, or now I know somebody at IGN, or now I know somebody here or there. And it just so happened that um, I got in tight with Nick Scarpino when he was still at IGN. Oh. I did a bunch of freelance work for him uh both here in the building and elsewhere where he was freelancing also and when he had decided to leave he called me up and he was like hey um I want to give you my job is this something that you'd be interested in doing do you want to come in an interview and so I it was totally a case of just the right place at the right time I'd always wanted to work in games but wasn't expressly sure how to do it so I just started making inroads where I could and then one day I got the phone call that was like hey we're going to pull you up to the major leagues so Oh that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's good. Uh Tom what about you?
2: Uh, I, if you go back and you look at my, like, first grade, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I was literally wrote, like, I want to review games. Like Really? Yeah. Yeah. My review and then review changed. And that was honestly because I read IGN back then. Ah. Um, But then that changed into make games. And then I went to college for game design. And then I got a job at a board game company and hated it. What? Just was awful. Oh, wow. I was in the sales department. Oh, it was a oh, yeah. nightmare. Um, and I bailed, and I got an internship at PC Gamer, that led to a job at PC Gamer, which led to this job. Yeah. Um, I think the thing that I learned, and I learned from talking to a bunch of other people too, uh, throughout different industries, is like the do it is extremely important, mm-hmm. but also like don't be afraid, especially if you don't know exactly what you want to do. Like, don't be afraid to. Go down a different path Mm -hmm. or go down the wrong path and then be like, man, this isn't working and change or like I'm not into this and change because like you said, the not doing is worse than like doing something that is not helpful. Yeah, I think people
1: get caught up with the idea of like I only want to do this one Mm -hmm. thing and everything else is terrible, right? Mm -hmm. Like like. I've always wanted to work in games. It's funny you said that because I remember freshman year of high school writing an essay about like how I wanted to work for <laughs> Ziff Davis, publisher of EGM at the time. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah, I know. So full circle there. But <laughs> I, you know, people get so caught up on the idea of like I only want to do this and everything else sucks. And it's like, hey, you're you're you have to have fifty bad jobs before you can have something that you're actually into and appreciate.
2: I've so. never met a single human being who enjoyed their first job out of college ever in my. I worked oh, life. at a
3: Starbucks. It was awful. Yeah. That's why. That's why I'm saying like I get. Mean, Get out of your town. The, yeah. To me, the, honestly, that yeah. really helped. I grew up in a in a small town in Germany and like I moved to the biggest city there was, Tokyo. And mm-hmm. like just changed my perspective and I discovered all these different things you could be doing. Mm-hmm. What about you?
4: Um uh let's see. I got here with a lot of deliberate hard work and then a moderate amount of luck and networking.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Um I, I were just like I mean, for me, like when I was in kindergarten, I wanted to be a zookeeper or a vet. And then I realized <laughs> I was way too squeamish to be that Well, working on
1: the Wookiees department, you're a little bit of both. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. No.
4: But um, anyway, in high school, I ended up falling into journalism because they cut all of the creative writing classes except for journalism and newspaper. Sure. <laughs> and then I started writing about video games for my high school newspaper. I became the entertainment editor. I really liked it. Went to school, for to university for magazine journalism. Um Junior year of college, I was like, "I'm going to do something in my field," because up to that point, I had just been working at GameStop, and I got a position as a copy editor and then news director at my university's radio station. I produced a weekly live video game show. I interned at Gamer Magazine over here in San Francisco, Mm -hmm. and realized like if I wanted to work in this industry, I had to move here. Mm -hmm. But I continuously went to industry events like PAX, and I just talked to people and I made friends with them. And I constantly – is any time an opportunity would come my way, I would take it, no matter what it was. Even if I didn't think I was perfect at it, I would just do it. Mm-hmm. And I spread my talents a lot. And instead of just focusing on writing, I took a video editing class. I did radio. I, would, uh, I did a lot of um, brand ambassador jobs. I just did mm-hmm. – a ton of different things and kind of just see what stuck yeah and eventually i got let go from my marketing job at a healthcare company and that's right when you guys were looking for a pokemon wiki freelancer (laughs) perfect (laughs) who i got in contact with sam with was someone who i met during my internship
3: yeah yeah so i mean wikis are a great way in for sure yeah you know some of our some we have some wiki contributors that we know by name you Mm -hmm. know Tig, for example, awesome work on all that. Yeah, Smash thank Brothers you so editing. Much. Freaking awesome. <laughs> uh, no, but those, but those are the people that when they call you up, they're not mm-hmm. cold calling you anymore, right? Yeah. When they're, when they're applying for your job, you're like, oh, you did all that? Yeah, awesome. Yeah. yeah. I think the bottom line is
1: sort of, uh, keep your eyes and ears open. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, stay optimistic Mm -hmm. and uh, ultimately in whatever job you have ask yourself the question like which of these skills applies to Mm -hmm. my end goal and what what can i take from this job that might help me get to the next level and
4: also i think one of my biggest pieces of advice i give to people is like get good at the skill mm -hmm. that you want to do about the topic you can't just love video games you have to be good at something that you can apply yeah. to video games. Yeah. Yep. And if you
1: really, really want a job in the industry, mm-hmm. just DM Pair. <laughs> <laughs> you get a job and okay. you get it. No, no, no. Uh, okay, we have time for one more question. Uh, Dan said that we only have two minutes, but I think we're going to be a little bit late to this voice meeting. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, and this comes, this is a handwritten letter. Oh, we did get you get so up well? few of these. Snail mail. I didn't, and we can talk about that in a bit. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, this is from. It had uh, fan art on it. It did have. It had fan art on it. This is Matt from Madison, and he says, uh, "Hey, NVC crew, I think IGN needs a Nintendo editor. I know you were burned by your last one, but given the success of the Switch the last two years, seems like a prime uh seems like prime time where a Nintendo editor is needed. Not only could that editor host NVC full time, but games that are not currently being reviewed by IGN, fitness boxing, he says in parenthetic, could get a review where's ign with getting a new nintendo editor so this is kind of an uncomfortable question for us but it's one that we've been asked a lot especially yeah. in the last six months or so so i i, I humbly went to pair and i said can we ask this question on the air i want to talk
3: a little bit about it to yeah. to, to the audience and can. the the I, go ahead take it away uh we're not planning to hire a Nintendo editor right now, and the the reason for that is we, you know, we shifted some of the positions at IGN into uh, kind of platform specific positions. We brought on Tom at the time as our PC editor, and you know, with with Tom here, we realized Tom doesn't just play PC games; <laughs> he plays games on every platform. And so we we kind of felt like maybe right now is not the time to have a, an editor dedicated to each platform. Um, and rather kind of, uh, you know, go, go for a more general setup because it allows us to be a little bit more flexible. What can happen with any of these platforms is you know, you've got an Xbox editor sitting there and then no Xbox exclusives come out for like four months <laughs> or five months. I don't know why. What was that before Forza? That was a long time before we got something for the Xbox. And so, you know, that while there's value in having kind of like an ambassador or somebody who knows that platform so well as a company, Uh, you know, that constantly has to fight, fight for its resources probably wasn't the, the, the best setup for the time. Mm -hmm. So never say never, right? We might uh, go back to having platform leads in the future again, but right now that's not what we're going for. Uh,
1: in terms of this show, I think we're looking at 2019, uh, in a very sort of holistic kind of organic way in that, you know, we want different people to host the show. We want a steady panel of, of NBC cast members that can rotate and be in the hot seat, but as well as, comment on the the things that we're talking about on a week to week basis. Like there's a new Monster Hunter game coming oh. out for the Switch, Casey's gonna host that week. If there's a new Zelda or Mario thing like Metroid, that's gonna be me or Pear or Brian or you know. If there's some kind of crazy bridge builder game that is the hmm. hottest thing in the world, eh, Tom might host and get over in the hot yeah, seat it's but his favorite genre is bridge yeah, builder. Inter- the only thing that he plays. Yeah.
2: How yeah. did this yeah. happen? How yeah.
1: do these yeah. things happen? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Put that in Wikipedia please. That's right. Tom put it on Marks. put it on the Tom Marks wiki. So it yeah, I, I think that 2019 will be an interesting year for this show because we might have a lot of like rotating yep. hosts, but we have a core cast that is dedicated to bringing the absolute very best Nintendo coverage that we can. And in terms of like what that might mean for our relationship with Nintendo, I think we're doing fine. Like, I think we're. I mean, I'm serious. Like, we've always had one dedicated person that is like the the bridge to Nintendo, and now. That person is pair. What? So, yeah. I mean, I was at my job now. Well, I mean, that's what else are you doing all day? Uh, that's, yeah, no, yeah. Just so, around. yeah, I, I would like to say that that I'm sorry that it's taken us so long to answer these questions. Like, a lot of people have asked this thing. Yeah. But, like, ultimately, I don't think any of us were really certain what the future looked like for mm-hmm. this position until pretty recently. So, yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And we're looking at some things, you know, we're, we're on the uh, tech and engineering side where Working on a major tech infrastructure, and engineering tech and engineering product. <laughs> um, we're working on some major upgrades to our, our infrastructure, right? It's a website that's existed for t- more than twenty years. Like it's like cities built on top of the ruins of cities, right? Certain like you build something new in the upper left corner, and something old breaks in the in the lower right corner. And so we're working on some overhauls there, and we hope that we can introduce some new cool community f- features. Uh, f- Few futures. Features this year as well, and uh, you know, we, we might need a little staffing help on that end, so we'll, we'll see what's next. Right on. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: and with that, I'd like to thank Matt for writing in. Handwritten letter, very nice. Thank you. So few of those that we get these days. Uh, and I want to thank each of you guys for being on the panel this week. Thank you so much for coming to talk about Thanks these for hosting, Zach. these thank fun Zach. topics. And thank you guys for watching. Remember, we are NVC IGN's Nintendo show every Thursday at 3 p.m. on nvc.ign.com and every Friday at 3 p.m. on youtube.com slash Nintendo Voice Chat. Uh, next week we'll be back. We'll be talking about more Nintendo stuff. Tom might be here to talk about some bridge builder game. Who knows? But I do know that this is the only place next week that you'll be able to... Get the thing. Get the thing.
2: Hey there, this
3: is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black.
0: I'm torn by my feelings for two
2: women.
3: Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it.